Hi guys, this is Andrew with Headphones.com. Welcome to the Headphone Show, and today we're going to talk about the Hi-Fi Man Deva. This is a planar magnetic over-ear open-back wireless headphone that comes in right at around $300. So let's take a look. anyone wondering, this unit was sent to me by Hi-Fi Man for review and evaluation, but they have not paid me or told me to say anything one way or another. Um, and so big thank you to Hi-Fi Man for sending this along for review. So as usual with the Deva, we'll talk about build quality, design and comfort, detail retrieval, speed and dynamic, soundstage imaging and timbre. Then we'll go through the frequency response and tonality and then do a couple comparisons. But for the Deva specifically, I'm not actually going to be doing my usual rating scale system that I have uh, for my other headphone reviews. Because for two reasons, one uh, because the Deva is a wireless headphone, so this doesn't it doesn't make sense to evaluate this relative to price because it falls into several different categories. So this is wireless capable. Uh, and the other reason is I'm actually in the process of completely revamping the whole system to be a price independent ranking anyways. So stay tuned for that. And that's also gonna coincide with the new measurement rig that we got. Uh, so yeah, everybody stay tuned for upcoming measurements that will be posted on headphones.com. And I'll do a whole video on the new measurement rig as well, talking about why that one is superior. But in any case, this is just gonna be a little bit more of a straightforward standard review. So let's begin with build quality, design and comfort. For the build quality, for the most part, this is pretty good. The arm pieces are, they're metal and the headband piece feels solid. There's a lot of plastic on here as well though. So the, the, the cup housing material, this feels like plastic here. And then uh, there is cup swivel here, thankfully, but the way that it's been implemented here makes it feel a little bit rickety. I think that's just the nature of this design though. So it's not really a problem. That's just the way that it is. Um, so again, with these, time will tell how long they're going to last. I think Hi-Fi Man has taken some of the you know criticism on build quality to heart. Uh, the, you do get a little bit of cup extension here for the arms, and the clicks feel fairly satisfying. I got no problems there. Uh, for comfort, this is fairly comfortable. It's lightweight, only you know just around 350 grams. And the headband piece, while I generally prefer a suspension system, because it's lightweight enough, I don't have any issues wearing this for long periods of time. So when I put it on, it's reasonably comfortable, totally fine. And it feels like the clamp force is also appropriate. It's not too tight or anything like that. And the fact that there's cup swivel, that's a big improvement on the Sandara, which does not have cup swivel. Now, because this is a planar magnetic headphone, let's talk a bit about the planar design here. This is using a single-sided array, which allows it to be a little bit lighter. Uh, the modern planars are, most of them are, are single-sided these days, especially the ones that are a little bit more, let's say, entry-level or budget-friendly. Some of the higher-end ones are still double-sided or there's, there's a little bit more to it than that. And if anybody is wanting to know the difference between a planar magnetic headphone and traditional moving coil or dynamic driver headphones, uh, I'll leave a link in the description for that, but the main takeaway here is that a planar magnetic uh, headphone, the conductive trace is actually on the diaphragm rather than you know behind it. But obviously there's a little bit more to it than just that. Now, this is an open back headphone and it's wireless. So that on its own is a little bit odd. You wouldn't use this out in public, probably. This is mainly designed for sitting at home, maybe on your couch, walking around, uh, being at some distance from where your Bluetooth device is, because this is Bluetooth, this receiver here. And this receiver actually is, is really impressive. I say this is really impressive because this is a Bluetooth receiver. It's a DAC and an amplifier, because if you use this headphone in wired mode, uh, it actually takes quite a bit of power. This is on the lower efficiency side, even though it's not fairly high impedance. Um, you know, this does benefit from a high current amplifier. So if you want to run this wired, you can. This is the cable 
uh, if anyone's wondering what this is. The cable, I'm not a huge fan of, it's, it's very stiff. But getting back to the Bluetooth receiver here, uh, that also means that it's got a fairly powerful amplifier in the Bluetooth receiver. And it does also do 24-bit 192 in wired mode with USB, but I think, using the DAC in here, but I think when you're using a Bluetooth, I think it's only 96. But I'm not as interested in that stuff. I want to know kind of how well does this perform in general? Where is the difference between wired and wireless? When using this with the LDAC codec, and this can do, you know, Aptex HD and all the other standard uh, high-performance codecs, I couldn't really tell a difference between that and the wired mode, which, if anybody's wondering, the wired mode, it's a single 3.5 millimeter connector there, not the dual entry uh, style that you usually have. So it basically means that you're getting a Bluetooth receiver DAC amp combo that you attach to the headphone. And this is a really cool design because what this means is you don't have to put this inside the cup and mess with any of the acoustics going on inside the cup because that's always the trade-off that you have to deal with when you're, when you're making a wireless headphone. You gotta figure out how do we put all these electronics inside the headphone, and that introduces new challenges, which this headphone doesn't need to deal with. And I remember speaking with their CEO, Dr. Fang Dan at CanJam about this, and he b firmly believes that wireless is the future. Uh, and while I'm inclined to agree, the big question that's been on my mind with this stuff is, you know, are we there yet? Does it match the performance that audiophiles and enthusiasts want, or is there still some concession that ends up being made? And so speaking about that, let's talk about how this performs for sound. For detail retrieval, the Hi-Fi Mandeva I don't think is quite appropriate for the $300 price tag because I was comparing this against directly against the Sundara, which only costs $350, and the Sundara is quite a bit better in that department. I, I don't think we should be super surprised by that because the Sundara was originally released at around $500, and then it's just been kind of permanently on sale. In any case, I hear the biggest weakness for detail on the Hi-Fi Mandeva for certain areas in the treble response, and then also in the mid-range, and we'll talk about that, uh, but overall, this is probably closer in terms of detail to the HE4XX from Drop uh, or the older HE400i. Uh, the Sundara, when I compare directly, it's quite a bit more detailed. And again, when I say detail, I'm talking about image clarity for all the different ranges, not necessarily the way that the frequency response confers clarity. So we'll talk about frequency response later. The speed is okay. Uh, it's the initial leading edge. I have no complaints about, you know, that sort of tightness quality, but it's still not on the level of uh, competing headphones around this price that are wired. And then uh, for the dynamics, that's where I find the Deva takes a big step back from the Sundara. Remember that the Sundara was, was one of the Hi-Fi Man headphones that actually has a decent amount of punch to it. Really, I think that's just the trend that happens for modern lightweight planar magnetic headphones. I think that's just the way that it goes because you know you, you want to make it light enough that it's reasonably comfortable so you don't put the craziest magnets in there. For soundstage and imaging, uh, I actually find the soundstage of the Deva to be pretty good. It's definitely better than on the Sennheiser HD6XX. With the Deva, the soundstage doesn't feel quite as wide as the Sundara, but it's not far behind. Actually, I think this is fairly appropriate for the price and probably better than most other headphones uh, that are well, certainly better than most other wireless headphones, um, and definitely better than many of the closebacks, and even better than the more expensive Odyssey Mobius, which is also wireless. So really, the soundstage, nothing to complain about there. For the imaging, things are a little bit weird here, because in the mid-range, there's a bit of wonkiness that makes it so that certain elements are a little bit separated almost artificially from the rest of where the image placement is. It's as if the stage is usually in front of you, and then for the center image, you get this weird forwardness to the mid-range for certain mid-range tones but not others and so it's almost
almost a little bit just convoluted and disjointed there in the mid-range um, for certain uh, for certain tones. But you know, apart from that, you still got really good instrument separation here, the same way that you would with other planar, ma planar magnetic headphones like the HE400i and the HE4XX. If you're listening to a lot of tracks that have vocal harmonies, it's really easy to pick those harmonies apart and listen to individual vocal lines. That's just the advantage of planar magnetic headphones in general. Uh, and you get that here. For timbre, I do find this to be a bit of an issue here. Again, thinking of timbre as maybe an analogy to, you know, different instruments playing the same pitch or tone, but still sounding different. Uh, yeah, I do find that the Deva is a little bit on the dry side, similar again to the older Hi-Fi Man headphones and not quite so much like the newer ones. Uh, I don't think, I'm not as bothered by this as some people are, I think. Uh, but let's talk about frequency response and tonality next. So starting with the bass, there's a little bit of roll off with the Deva and the sub bass. Um, you know, the Sandara extends further in the bass, but you do get a decent amount of mid, mid bass and upper bass presence with this. In fact, it's actually a little bit elevated in the upper bass, uh, so, and, and mid bass and upper bass. So that's one of the reasons why it can come across a little bit as bass elevated initially. You know, I don't really find the bass roll off to be a huge deal breaker on this because remember that most of the information for bass tones is above where the roll off is. So it's not a a crazy deal breaker or anything like that. It would have been nice if it extended further into the sub bass though. For the mids, everything looks fairly normal until you get to around 800 hertz. And then things are just a little bit weird. Uh, that's when things get really uneven and a little bit convoluted there. Again, the way this sounds to me is almost like a bit of just a disjointed kind of sound. And I actually think that this obscures detail. Like I actually think if you compare the mid range here to the mid range on the Sundara, um, or even the mid range in something like an HD6XX, the, those headphones do it better, and I think that the measurements kind of show this as well in, in the unevenness, and I think that's responsible for why it sounds so weird in the mids. But for the most part, the energy that you get with the Deva is about on par with the Sundara through that range, but in the upper mids, like above 3.5k hertz, uh, and, and in the treble, uh, the, the Deva is a little bit more, sub, quite a bit more subdued there uh, than the Sundara. So it doesn't have quite as much upper mids and treble. And so I think maybe overall it's not all that different from the general Hi-Fi Man sound signature, but it is a little bit warmer than what I'm used to with uh, the Sundara and uh, you know the Ananda and some of those other ones. And while some people might be into that kind of sound, I definitely prefer the clarity that you get from uh, those other headphones. Uh, especially in the upper mids and lower treble. And then additionally in the constant range, so where the S's, F's, and T's come across, the sibilant sounds, uh, I think there's a little bit of a peak there with the Deva that isn't there on those other headphones. It's not a huge deal breaker. Again, it's, a, it's only occasionally where it comes across, and this isn't a major elevation like it is on something like a DT1990 Pro. Uh, this is just a very subtle you know, peak, and I, and I do hear it there. Um, and I think this is one of the reasons, again, wh why it, the, the treble presentation just doesn't come across as clean as it does on the Sundara and the Ananda and all those others. Above the consonant range, uh, the Deva also does roll off a little bit more there. Or I say roll off, it's just, it's not rolled off as much as it is just kind of sits a bit lower, like it's a bit more subdued. And so it just doesn't sound overall as resolving as the Sundara. And I think that is, again, just something that we should expect. Remembering that the Sundara is a $500 headphone that's been reduced to $350, whereas the Deva is brand new and is at $300. All right, so let's do a few comparisons. Compared to the Hi-Fi Man Sundara, which has been the headphone that I've been comparing this to the most because they do come in now at a similar price, 
Uh, yeah, if you're looking for a wired headphone, the Sundara I think is a better option just because it, it, there is still quite a bit of daylight there between the Deva and the Sundara as far as technical performance goes. So for detail retrieval and all of that. And then also I think that the Sundara's frequency response is a bit more agreeable as well. You get better bass extension, better treble extension. It, the, the balance is a little bit better there for the upper mids and for the treble. Uh, and then the mid range is a little bit more, uh, let's say, uh, smooth on the Sundara as well. So uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the Sundara. I, everybody knows this. It's one of my favorite, you know, let's say entry to mid five, mid level headphones. I think it punches way above its, its price point. And the Deva, I just don't think can quite keep up. However, the Deva, I think, sounds very similar to the old HE400i, uh, and potentially the HE4XX. It probably actually sounds closer to the HE4XX, but I haven't had that one in for review, so my memory of the HE400i is a little bit stronger. So if anybody's wanting a wireless HE4XX or HE400i, this is probably that headphone. This is probably gonna give you that experience. Compared to the Odyssey LCD-1, uh, yeah, the LCD one has better treble resolution and detail retrieval. I think the Hi-Fi Mendeva has better soundstage. Uh, keep in mind, the LCD one is a wired headphone. The LCD one is easier to drive. Uh, neither have much for punch and slam. The default tonality without EQ for the LCD one compared to the Deva, that's a tough one because the LCD one's default tonality without Reveal Plus uh, has a bit of a down shelf there for the bass, whereas the Deva does not. And the LCD one also sounds a little almost like congested there in the mid-range as well. Um, but at the same time, it has better detail retrieval for the treble. So yeah, I don't know which one I would actually take. I think it really just depends on if you value soundstage or detail. Compared to the Odyssey Mobius, now that's their gaming headphone that's wireless, uh, Bluetooth, and it's closed back. Uh, that's one that I'll be reviewing shortly here, um, but I have been spending a lot of time with it. Uh, that is an interesting headphone because it has this, all these 3D effects and the head tracking and all this stuff, which I am not a huge fan of. Uh, so I just turn that stuff off. And when comparing them as default headphones, the Mobius has a little bit better detail retrieval there for the mid-range. The trade-off there though is that the Deva wins on soundstage, even though yes, the Mobius is a gaming headphone. So we'll talk about that in the Mobius review. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, but you know, if you, if you care about soundstage, uh, and you don't want to use any of the software or the 3D effects or anything like that on the Mobius, the Deva is the better headphone. And so in conclusion, do I recommend the Hi-Fi Man Deva? Really, I think this comes down to how much do you value the convenience of wireless? How much do you think that's worth? Because in my opinion, this is probably a HE4XX or HE400i equivalent in terms of sound quality, and you just end up paying more for the for making it wireless with this Bluetooth receiver. And when looking at it that way, if you value wireless a lot, if you value that convenience, then I think it is worth it. This is probably the only solution for that kind of, of thing. I, I don't know anything else. There's, I think, one other headphone from Grado that does this, that's an open back headphone that is wireless. If you don't value the wireless functionality as much, if you think to yourself, I'll probably use this wired more than anything else, uh, I think it's better to just spend the extra 50 bucks and get the Hi-Fi Man Sundara because I think it's just a flat out better headphone wired. So really, this I think is good for that niche market of people who really want to be able to walk around their house with you know, high-end audiophile open back planar magnetic headphones uh, or sit on the couch. But apart from that, I don't really see this you know, competing at its price point at 
Um, so you just got to ask yourself how important is the wireless, is the convenience of wireless, and then the Deva might actually be the solution that you're looking for. Uh, for me, uh, I don't care about that functionality enough to make this worthwhile. I would end up picking the Sandara over this one. If you guys want to see, you know, a more in-depth review of this, uh, check out the links below. Uh, and I should also be posting some measurements, more accurate measurements of this headphone in the future if I'm able to get the rig up and running in time. We do now have a standardized measurement system, so look forward to accurate measurements on headphones.com. Uh, anyways, that does it for this video. Thanks for taking the time to watch it, and I'll see you guys in the next video. Bye for now.